So is that a hat that came with that, or is that a patch you put on the hat? No, this is Love Your Melon. And, um, like, it was one of those, like, you had to get it when it launched or it's going to sell out and you're not going to get it type of hats. So. There's been a lot of that this year. Yeah. Was that at the height at that was, Baby Yoda? It was Yoda? actually, yeah, last year. Okay. And now I have a mask to match because it's all the rage. <laughs> Wait, a mask? Yeah. I got my little Go-Gurt mask. So it matches my Oh, mask. Oh, you mean like, okay. So like a... Wait, you're referring to him as Go-Gurt? Well, I kind of like that better. <laughs> Grogu, you refuse to say Grogu. Is uh, that where we're at I, now? I, I understand... His name is Go- Grogu, so, but it's just so hard to say. This doesn't roll off the tongue like Gogurt does. You, you know you're doing the exact same thing that Spaceballs did. <laughs> Yogurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and may the Schwartz be with you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is someone who's ready to talk Star Wars as long as we avoid the last two seasons of Rebels, Andy Stoles. Well, what's up, podcast people? Uh, next up, we got someone who was cloned from a rebel hero, Jack Porkins, Mike Bradley. Okay. <laughs> You're making a face like you don't you don't agree with me. <laughs> no, you know what? He's a hero. I'll take it. That's right. I mean, died at the Battle of Yavin. He is a rebel hero. Uh, and finally, she's back to choke on more Star Wars with us. The infectiously enthusiastic Paula Miller. Raylo is still my halo. All right, everybody. I'm glad to have you here to talk some Mandalorian. Uh, also, uh, again, at the top of the show, I'm going to try to remember to keep doing this. Before we get to our discussion, anything that anyone would like to plug? Promote, plug, anything. Uh, yeah, you can come watch the YouTube channel, uh, Rare Achievements on YouTube. And for now, I'm still on Twitch. That may change over to YouTube uh, for streaming sometime soon. That's a strong possibility. But uh, for now, it's still twitch.tv slash Rare Achievements. And uh, yeah, come check out some stuff there. Start next year, we're going to start with some uh, retro classics. Early on in the year, going to be playing some old Pokemon games, things like that, but several uh, emulator, old-timey game fun we t- type we stuff. We talking what, like Mega Man, Castlevania? What, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much anything Blaster retro Master. will be on the, uh, on the table to, to hop into, you know? What I'm going to feel like... Legendary Wings. I've never played that. Yeah, you should try and play that one. Okay. Is that, wait, what do we? I feel like that's something we played at your house, Andy, like back in the day. Was that one yeah, of those could, plane games? It's sort of, except you're like angels. Oh, okay. But no, I'm thinking of something else. What was it? What was it like? 1942 or something? What was that? 1942 game? was a good one, and then Sky Shark was was always Sky one, Shark. Least. That was yeah. it. Okay, that one yeah, had badass music, really good music. Yeah. Uh, Andy, anything to plug? Even if it's just your Twitter, it's up to you. Yeah, you can follow me at the Druid seventy nine on on Twitter. 
You'll find nice. out what I'm drinking beer wise. <laughs> that that's Drew, as in like D R E W, Druid. Yeah, Druid. T H E D R E W I D seven nine. Here we go, Paula. Anything? Not unless you need your Mandalorian Lego fix, then you can come to your local <laughs> Lego store where we may or may not have the Razor Crest for you, <laughs> <laughs> depending on whether or not our truck arrives. So, is there a like a Lego Grogu that we can get yeah. in Yeah. Actually, we have a model. Um, he's seventy nine ninety nine of just Grogu, who comes with a tiny Grogu. Um, he also comes, the small minifigure comes with the Razor Crest. Um, we have Mandalorian and the child Brickheads. And then we also have um, the Mandalorian Battle Pack, which are Mando's friends from Season 1. And then um, we also have the ATSD Raider from season one. Season two was the Razor Crest. And then in January, when we have our large launch, we have Trouble on Tatooine, where we may finally get a face for our Mandalorian. I don't know. Ooh, right now, he's faceless. Yeah. I wonder so if he take will the have the off and it's standard just a blank logo face. face. Logo like yes. a blank head? Yeah. Yes. It is a. Usually underneath there, you have some type of Lego minifigure face. There is a black brick underneath there um like a round one huh that you i guess they were creating these before the episodes where we actually saw his face um so yeah I, i'm very excited to see if the new set trouble on tatooine um comes with a mando face so nice but you won't know unless you visit your local lego store <laughs> ross park mall ross park mall boulevard so so i as, as somebody that doesn't know very well a a model. You say it's a it's a model. Is that yeah. a buildable model or is that like it a is large a figure? Model. Yes, it's a buildable model. It's made completely out of Lego bricks. It's about uh, maybe a foot and a half tall. Oh wait, so this is like life size? Y- yes, yes. His head moves. And it costs eighty bucks. Move. Yes, I think he's a little over a thousand bricks. Mike's I, like, I'm going there tomorrow. I, eighty <laughs> bucks. I mean, that's for something. I mean, I'm I'm tempted. No, he's less than a thousand bricks. So. Um, I mean, I won't be yes. able to build it. We have but. a Yoda one as well for eighty seventy nine ninety nine, and we have um, a the other model that you can build right now is Dio. So, no, oh, nice. Yeah, good old droids. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like Ronnie James Dio. I was like, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy, this is Star Wars. We are talking all Star Wars here. Oh well, I mean, she's a. I'm, I'm sure it's not just a Star Wars Lego store, so... Oh, oh fair. it could be. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still make my numbers. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we are here to talk uh, more Mandalorian, more Star Wars, so, you know, our as our Star Wars discussions go, fair warning, this could be four hours long. Uh, we will try our best not to do Wait, that to you, but... really? You know, I'm out. Peace. See ya. I, yeah, I mean, if, if Andy just cuts out halfway through, you know we've gone too long. We've hit the wall. <laughs> Um, so we did talk a few weeks ago about the Mandalorian. I promised we get a bigger crew together whenever we wrapped the season. So now we're here. Season two of the Mandalorian finally finished. We've got more stuff to cover, especially over just those last three episodes. Um, and since our Star Wars discussions tend to kind of go all over the place, I'm going to throw out the spoiler alert now. And not just for the Mandalorian, but also Clone Wars Rebels. Uh, we will do our best to talk around some of the Rebel stuff, because like I said, uh, Andy hasn't actually finished Rebels, so there's some stuff that's probably going to come up. We'll talk generally. If we have to, we're going to earmuff him uh, so he doesn't get into any of that stuff 
before he has seen it himself. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to avoid Star Wars spoilers, pause this now, come back to us after seeing, seeing the episode, finishing the series, watching more Star Wars. Uh, if you just want in on the discussion, feel free to keep listening. But after this point, spoilers are fair game. Spoiler! Spoiler! You know, something like that. Alright, so spoilers, or I should say most spoilers are fair game at this point. Um, and I think just, just bringing up spoilers, I actually kind of want to start just diving in right into this with, with Paula. Paula, you and I have talked about this in the past. Um, I think we might have even brought it up whenever we were talking about The Mandalorian previous, previously, but you love spoilers. I do. You love looking this stuff up. I do. You will go out of your way to look up spoilers before watching an episode. First thing in the morning. So when you and I talked for the finale, you had not looked at Twitter before watching the episode. Yes. So for the record, how was your viewing experience of the finale going in not knowing stuff about this episode? You know what? I, I'm not a person who likes surprises, um, and I enjoyed this immensely. So um, <laughs> is this what it feels like? It's yes. kind of tingly. See, I'm yes. hoping this is your gateway drug into <laughs> trying to avoid Twitter. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you and I even talked like, um, the rise of Skywalker spoilers. You're like, do you want to know what happens? I think I know what happens. I'm like, yeah, tell me what happens. <laughs> and then like, I I'm just... proceeded to tell you everything that happened. Yeah. Oh absolutely. yeah. You, you guys were doing like some weird secret texting thing. You guys we had are a both like handshake. Well, no, it came, I think it came up on like the episode <laughs> when we were discussing things that I had come across accidental spoilers. Like I just, it, it's, that's what social media does to you. Yep. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with it. I, uh, she immediately wanted to know what those were. I like to read the last so? page of the book. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of girl I am. I don't like surprises. Um, I ha I was pleasantly surprised. This was, I had a lot of ideas and thoughts about what was going to happen. I'm surprised that it did happen. So, yeah. I might do it again. Eh, I might not. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just one of those, like, whenever you get up in the morning, if you happen to get like see something you're just not going to go out of your way to avoid it type yeah. of thing well i've been okay. closing a lot of friday nights because we've been so busy in holiday so friday nights um so i get up in the morning and i you know have my cup of coffee read some twitter find out what's going to happen in the episode you know spoilers <laughs> without context or whatever or just plain yeah. out spoilers and um yeah i didn't do that on friday it was my birthday and <laughs> <laughs> and, See, uh, the best type of present. Yeah. And I, you know, my plans on that day completely changed. I didn't check Twitter. We had lunch and watched The Mandalorian. Usually I'm watching it at like 1030 at night. So I was, this was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Happy as a clam. Nice. A birthday yeah, clam. I'm, I'm secretly hoping <laughs> this is the start of something. Like turning a new leaf for you. I don't know, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. I Baby mean, steps. I'll take what I can get. Even if it's like one every other or you know one every three or four episodes something like that yeah. i'll take it um all right so i mean again since paul and i sort of talked about this stuff a couple weeks ago more towards mike and andy uh i guess just general thoughts what have you guys thought of the season season two so well i guess as a, as a whole we'll just do, go for a whole as as a whole season two what do you think i my final note that i wrote down um, cause I guess unlike Andy, I did take notes, um, it's is, uh, possibly my favorite season of any show ever. Um, this was why we want Dave Filoni doing live action Star Wars 
personified, embodied, whatever you want to call it. We're seeing why people have been clamoring for that for a long time. It's here, and it's glorious. Andy, what do you got? Uh... I had high expectations for this season based on season one, and it it still blew them out of the water. So, (laughs) yeah, the only knock I can say is the flexible run times of each episode is annoying. Okay. That's that's the only thing I got for that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that's something we might see with services like Disney, like putting out their own, you know, product with these shows is that they're not trying to meet those tight constrictions of, you know, network television and the ad placement and things like that, that other shows have to, and we're just getting the content they think deserves to be on screen, no matter how much time it takes up. I agree. I, you know, on some stories you need 37 minutes and that's it. And some you need 56 minutes and I'm okay with that. As long as at the end I'm satisfied. Um, and I don't say, you know, oh, that episode wasn't long enough or I could have, you know, not done for 50 minutes sitting in my chair watching that. But I don't feel any of that. I'm completely satisfied after after, after every episode. All killer, no filler. Exactly. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I can get that, like, when you're planning, like, what you're going to have time to watch, it can be annoying, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's, am I going to have time to fit this in now or is it going to have to wait? And then you actually have to go and look and see how long it is. I could see that being annoying. I think well, it was kind of a mystery for us. Like, uh, the kids at the store that I work with, they're like, this week's episode is Blah Blah Minutes. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> That's exciting. For for us, it was more like we're, we're into the episode, we're really enjoying it, and then all of a sudden it ends. We're like, I thought this was supposed to be longer. And then you look, and it's like, oh, this was the 35-minute episode. You're like, man, I would have liked me some 10 more minutes. <laughs> you know, I think I had that reaction probably any episode of this season. Like, just give me another 10, 15 minutes. I don't care how long you are, but give me 10 or 15 more minutes. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, the last time Paul and I talked, we were more or less getting together to talk about Ahsoka. That was the big thing that had happened that we were trying to get ahead of and just dive into. Um, Again, Andy and Mike, you guys haven't had a chance to talk about that. So, Andy, we'll start with you. Thoughts on Ahsoka? Rosario Dawson knocked it out of the park. She looked the part. She sounded the part. She's just her actions, her facial expressions. I just she she did a, a great job. Um, I mean, you've you've watched Clone Wars, right? You've seen Ahsoka in Rebels. Yeah. Did it throw you off at all? Not having Ashley Eckstein's voice or anything there. No, I don't think so. Okay. Mike, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Ashley Eckstein is fantastic as a voice actress for Ahsoka, but in live action, Rosario Dawson was amazing. My biggest concern, you know, I mean, I think we've talked about it off, uh, off air before I, and it was just making a Togruta look good in live action. Um, for those of you who don't know, Togruta is Ahsoka's race uh, in Star Wars, and making that look good and hold up in live action, I thought was going to be really tough, and they pulled it off. So, yeah. I you know, I, mean, I never had reservations about Rosario Dawson. She's a great actress, and she was a good fit for the role. It was more so just if it looks cheesy, it's going to 
fucking ruin it. And it didn't. It looked good. So I was pleased, and the episode was amazing. She was fantastic. Um, Yeah. I couldn't have been happier with it, I don't think. I think maybe I'm the only one that's sort of like... I just have that hurdle to get over, I think, from from clone from animation to live action. I think Paul and I had talked about this. I think just the not having Ashley somehow involved. I, I'm like I'm so married to Ashley's voice that even up to the point where you see Ahsoka and it's Rosario, I'm like, okay. And right before she speaks, you get that thought, like, is is it gonna be Ashley's voice? Are they gonna keep that there for that character? And it wasn't. It was Rosario. And for me, it's still that last little hurdle I'm just trying to get over. A lot of the voice actors from Clone Wars and Rebels really do sound like the actors because we had the actors first. And with Ahsoka live action, we had Ashley first. So Yeah, and I think maybe that's where I'm stuck. mm -hmm. Like, that's my exposure to the character. That's the bar. And not that, again, not that Rosario did anything bad. I think she was fantastic in the episode for what she Don't was given. It's just me personally. That's the last little thing. <laughs> Against our girl. <laughs> she was she was fantastic. And I, you and I had spoke last time briefly about how she was fan casted. And it all worked out really well because we all saw her in that role. It, yeah. She just blew us all away. And, you know, we had speculated that that episode was going to be her backdoor po- pilot for her show, which the guys had, t- we talked about that on on the Disney announcement episode, but yeah, it's official now. Ahsoka's getting a show. Rosario's coming back for Ahsoka. So, <laughs> you know, we, we were unsure if we'd see her before the end of the season again. It seemed like they left her, you know, like pretty, to a place where it, it wasn't obvious that they were going to come back to her anytime soon. So now that we're getting a series, obviously her story's going to continue. And we'll see where they go from here. So that that should be pretty cool. But, I, yeah, you know, Paula, we haven't talked since they announced the show. Is there, you want to add anything about Ahsoka getting her own show? Um, I think the only question is who um, a couple of the girls and I were talking, who we think Thrawn is going to be portrayed by. So I think that, um, you know, her having her own show, I we kind of saw that one coming, I think. With the name drop in her episode, you can't kind of assume yeah. that Thrawn's going to show up in her show. Yeah. So, which I mean, that's what it sounds like to me, is that it's going to be her hunting down Thrawn, at least right. for the first season, if there's multiple seasons. It could be an Obi-Wan kind of thing, where it's one season and done. Right. But if it's, you know, the first season, it, the way that she's going after Thrawn, I don't think Thrawn is a couple episodes and done. Yeah. I right. think that's, you know, he's the villain of the entire season. The that's way Moff yeah, that's Gideon a big character. Is. Yeah. But who she's going to interact with on that show and, you know, it's what would is probably like 20 years after we've seen her in the end of... In where? Rebels? The end of Rebels? Uh, or 10 well, years after. It, this is what, The epilogue for Rebels after. is like right at Return of the Jedi and this is like five years after that-ish. Okay. Yeah. So, not not too far out. And um, I would say one other thing is um, earmuffs, Andy. Really? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, motherfucker! I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being fair. The other thing I want to see is obviously, given the context of things that we know already, mm-hmm. I would assume that Ezra and Sabine are going to show up. Fingers crossed. I would like to see and them come back. Getting to some see form. them in live action, I, I can't wait for that. 
That's um, another casting. If they, if they, I'm, I'm hoping it's just a surprise in the show. Like they just show up. I don't want to hear anyone got cast as them before they show up. Just unless they're in. significant. Even still, I think that'd be a bigger surprise just to have them show up and be, oh shit, it's this guy. Spoil right. me, tell me all. <laughs> Send them. <directly laughs> well, I don't, I don't mean it in Leave terms of, of like <laughs> spoilers. I just mean like if they're going to be playing a major role that's recurrent in many episodes, I think you're definitely going to hear about it. Fair, yeah. All right, we'll bring Andy back in. I didn't see you. I I waved. Um, Andy, I'm trying to remember for up to you said you what you have seen the first two seasons of Rebels, right? I saw to the point where Ahsoka and Vader are underneath the Jedi Temple getting crushed or whatever, and that's like the last part that I saw. Dawn okay, so I'm pretty sure like Thrawn doesn't show up until that's what? season three, I think. Dose? Yeah, season that's the end of season two. Yeah, so Thrawn. you haven't had any exposure to Grand Admiral Thrawn yet. I don't correct? think so. Okay. All right. Yeah, because yeah, before that, you're just dealing with Callus and like the, the the Imperial stuff is mostly dealing with like yeah. Callus. Did Thrawn show up in Clone Wars? No. no. Okay. Um. So, like in his in the Ahsoka episode when he when she name drops Grand Admiral Thrawn, do you have anything that goes associated with that, or that's just like oh, he sounds important. Oh, he's blue. Yes. <laughs> he's got that part. Yeah. No, I know wrong. he's he's sort of like the the puppeteer after like the sort of the empire crumbles. He's sort of like the guy after all of their leaders sort of get taken down. He's like the new big bad. He's up there. Yes. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Okay. So that you okay, so you got enough to go on. So that's good. I I, I know the gist of it, yeah. Okay. Um I was I put this on Twitter. I was I was we were talking about casting like who they might get for Thrawn if he's in the show. And like I I was watching I think somebody on Twitch, it came up in the in their discuss in the their discussion, someone in their Twitch chat had suggested Benedict Cumberbatch as Grand Animal Thrawn and I was like I can't unsee that now and I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I want to say someone did like a fan poster of him as Thrawn. It might have been Boss Logic. I'm not sure, but um, they did Cumberbatch. Yeah. Okay. It it looked good. I'm not gonna lie. It looked good. I mean, we got Paul when we went to celebration. They had that big mural that I, that you and I got the yes. got the uh, poster for. Yes. Um, they have a section of that poster that has Rebels stuff on it. Grand Admiral Thrawn is drawn in there. Whoever drew him, you look at that and immediately see Pierce Brosnan. Hmm. They drew him as Pierce Brosnan. I could see that he, too. He would be good too, yeah. For the look at least. Right. I like I don't think he has like Well, he's a good actor, so he might be able to pull off Thrawn, but I I just don't know. I'm um, gonna see if I can try to like quickly find that picture and send it to you guys in chat so you see what I'm talking about. Because otherwise I gotta walk in the other room, try to take a picture and come back. But <laughs> we'll see if we can do this. I mean, for me, like Cumberbatch sounds like I like Benedict Cumberbatch just about anything he does. My only fear with him as Thrawn is that he's too... Thrawn is very cunning, very well thought out, and very soft-spoken about it. And I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch, the one thing he's missing there is he's not soft-spoken. I mean, he has a deep voice, but I think he could play that very calm and collected like Thrawn should be. 
I think we need. I also would like to see like Jason Isaacs come to mind too, but he's already in the show as the Inquisitor, so I don't know if they. Well, of course that's animation, so you only get his voice. So I don't know if you could if they'd use him in live action too. I mean, he looks like Thrawn. Like he looks correct. I'd be happy with that, or the ice cold veins of uh, Michael Fassbender. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, these are some big names that I I highly doubt they're going to get these types of actors really? for the show. But I mean, I mean they got Rosario Dawson. She's mm-hmm. pretty big name. I was gonna say like they're not. This is Disney and Star Wars we're talking about here. And John when, Favreau. I mean, I would be surprised if Fastbender oh, yeah. shows up. I think it does I think, look exactly. Like I mean, Thrawn. if you think Cumberbatch is gonna show up, and I not mean, Fastbender, H- H- Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry for for listeners. I sent them the picture of of the, from the mural. Yeah, it, it looks like it was stolen that... from Goldeneye and painted blue. Yeah. So they definitely, I think, used him as a reference. Yeah. N- nonetheless, what get... I was saying is I, d- I don't see Cumberbatch as a possibility if you think they can't get a big-name actor for it, because currently he's A-list. See, I guess I always sort of see him in like already in the Disney fold with, between like the Marvel stuff, that I feel like it's easier to bring him over into Star Wars being sort of under that same company, I guess. I don't know. In my in my mind, that logic works. That's why I think that Jason Isaacs would be because he's already under that Disney umbrella, right? And he's already been in Star Wars. Right. But that's the thing is, like, if they if he's if he's already been cast as another role, would they reuse that same actor for something else? I think he's got a chance because he was only in there as a voice, mm-hmm. yeah. and he would come back as you know in makeup as li- in live action, so that might be able to to work. And maybe if he does something a little bit different with his voice, because his voice is definitely the Inquisitor. And it depends well, on how nerdy your fans are, too. Like, we know that. Right. But I mean, I would... Does the it, casual Mandalorian fan know that? <laughs> casual Mandalorian fan has not seen Rebels, so they have no context to him being in Star Wars at all. Exactly. I'd also throw out the guy that actually does Thrawn's voice is an actor, a live-action yeah. actor, and he's damn good, too. And he was actually played opposite Benedict Cumberbatch and Sherlock in its third season. I remember that. Uh and he was damn good there too. So Yeah. I, I just don't remember what he looks like. I don't remember him looking sort of like Thrawn. With makeup they can do impressive stuff. I mean that that's yeah. my hesitation is because he's gonna be blue with red eyes. So Yeah. Uh, how much like themselves are they really gonna look at the end of all that? Yeah. And I don't know. You know what I mean? So until, like, they do the makeup on the person, I'm more worried about, like, yeah, that'd be great. You put a foot on Tom Cruise and he'd be fucking perfect. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's not... It, there's a lot of things I think we're yet to see about when that's coming. We, they didn't give a date or anything, did they? I don't remember. I don't think that tweet saying the series was coming had a date on it. Okay. So I think so, it's something yeah, we're, we're, we're still waiting and see. For. Um, one thing uh, I did want to make yeah, mention in reference to Thrawn that um, kind of upset me, actually both with, uh, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong in the way I'm going to say this, because you got to keep in context that the Empire is evil, and that in the context of what I'm saying, it was part of their evilness that led them to do it. But it was a problem I had originally with Mandalorian and with Squadrons. Um, the narrative we get there. And that is, 
originally, as it was wrote, as it was portrayed in pretty much every thing, Thrawn was special. Because Thrawn was the only non-white male put into a position of power in the Empire. And that was made as part of his story as something that set him aside and showed just how good he was at what he did that all of these extremely racist fucks in the Empire were willing to be like, you know what, we'll just deal with it because the Emperor said he's the best and he's the best. And he was the only one. That was the thing they always said. He was the only exception to the rule. And... I think I always thought the it wasn't just white people. I thought it was just humans. If you were an alien, that's the racist part. Not See, that I, you're a black human. It's that just humans are empire. I remember reading it as like white folks, but because they've had black uh, imperial commanders in the novels for a while. In recent novels, yeah. Right. I'm saying they they abandoned that that idea. I think more recently on that being an evil end of the Empire. Of that okay. being part of their evilness. I think that was abandoned more recently, is what I'm getting at. And I, I don't necessarily... I think, like, what you're saying, like, using it as humans, as the racist part of the Empire, I don't mind that. Um, I just think it's an interesting turn. That's all. And, I don't know, it, it caught me off guard, I, I guess is a good way to put it. What, that they have Gideon in high command, but he's a black guy? Yeah, because the Empire, like previously, never would have done that. To my understanding. Yeah, I don't know. Try- yeah, I don't know. Was that they, they just, that was part of their evil. Yeah. Um, so yeah, can- I, I don't know. I always thought it was just human people, but I could be wrong too. Andy, what's up? Uh, so since we're talking about Thrawn and Ahsoka and everything, can we talk about another part of that um episode yeah was the fight ahsoka had with the lady with the beskar sphere yeah that was amazing (laughs) yes agreed yeah and uh did anybody else like find a bunch of parallels between that battle and like at the end of kill bill one with uh you know the bride and lucy Liu? it's like the orchids falling and like the I could see style. that a little bit. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. an homage type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. Who, who directed that episode? Was it Rodriguez? Rob Rodriguez? It was Filoni. It was Filoni? Okay. Yeah. He, he took the Ahsoka episode like, no, nah, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Filoni, we... I think, wrote and directed that episode. Okay. Yeah, Rodriguez did, I think, the one after that, right? Okay. He did the, the Boba Fett one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, sort of spins off where where Paul and I left off because at the time we talked about the Ahsoka episode, and even Josh I think was saying the sort of the same thing was up to that point the season felt like it was just side mission after side mission after side mission, and we were waiting for like the shit to hit the fan to finally kick the story into gear, and then you know we recorded Paul and I think recorded like the day before Josh and I recorded the Friday that Boba Fett episode came out we just recorded before I watched it. Um, and so the very next episode after that was when Boba Fett showed up, when Grogu was captured and we lost the Razor Crest, all kinds of shit happened in the episode. That was sort of what I've been waiting for that entire season. It was a tragedy. Can can I just say to counter Josh though, for me personally, episodes one and three killed it. 
as well. Um, because one, you get the crate dragon thing thing in the first episode, which was amazing. Really good. Um, and then in episode three, I know it's more of a Clone Wars and Rebels fan kind of thing, but Bo-Katan shows up and I had no idea that was about to happen until you saw the Mandalorians and you realize like, oh crap, you heard Katie Sackhoff's voice through the helmet and you're like, oh shit, they did that. (laughs) Um... You're obviously not on Twitter at 7 o'clock in the morning, because I saw that. <laughs> actually, that one I actually think I watched probably at 4 or 5 in the morning, because I was having some problems with insomnia. So, I was probably among the first few people to actually watch it. But, that to me, like, for as a fan of all of the content that's there, that's tied into this, from this season. Yeah. That episode, getting Bo-Katan and name-dropping that we're going to see Ahsoka at the end of the episode... That to me, those were dynamite episodes. To somebody like Josh, I could see that being so-so. You know what I mean? Like, where he's not as blown away by, you know, that stuff happening. Well, I think to his point, like, I agreed with him for a lot of that. Like, the again, the the Easter eggs, the, the lore that ties all this stuff together, I eat that shit up, too. And Bo-Katan showing up blew my mind. And the Ahsoka name drop blew my mind. But at the same time, you look at the story and what's happening, it's just like, go here, talk to this person. Go here, oh, yeah. talk to this person. Go here, talk to this person. Like, the, nothing was progressing. Every episode was, go here, talk to this person, do a side mission, and then you get another quest to go somewhere else and do something. Like, the, I wanted something to kick the story into gear and give me a twist of that I was waiting for the entire season. It didn't happen until episode six. Okay. I mean, I feel like Boba's armor in the first episode was a bit of a thing as well. I think that's part of the reason, like I put it there too. Why? Like, I guess my, my idea for the story of the show is Mando and Grogu. Like what's going on with them, which nothing happens to them in the first five episodes. It's just, again, go here, talk to this person and then go here, talk to the next person. It's true, but during all of those episodes, you get little tie-ins and bits that all come together at the end. So, Which, Red yes, drums. pays off by the end of the season, yeah. but just watching it, I think, week to week, I just kept waiting for something to happen. That's fair. So I um, think the, um, the Bo-Katan episode where you first see her in season two was, I think that was Bryce Dallas Howard again, wasn't it? Yes. She directed two of my favorite episodes, one in season one and one in season two, and that was the ATST. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In season one and now like the the other Mandalorians in season two. Both both episodes, like really good. Yeah. Um, well let's sort of spin with like the the last couple episodes. Those last three between Boba Fett showing up, the uh I guess it was the episode with Bill Burr, and then the finale so over the over the course of those three episodes like all the shit that sort of happened there what did you guys think paula we'll start with you since we didn't really get a chance to talk about that yet Uh, you know what at first i'd like to say who the hell locks down their secrets because like nobody saw any of this coming like between the first season with grogu and nobody like i mean we were at celebrations and we had no idea that this little alien was going to be in season one season two like we get all of these you know People from Rebels and, like you were saying, the lore coming out of the woodwork. And we're like, Boba Fett, holy crap. Like, And then, and then finally to end up with Luke Skywalker. Like, nobody nobody saw that coming. I think we all speculated. Like, he's the obvious choice. But it, would this show do it? Right. Would they be able to pull it off was more of the question. 
Um, so it was, I think the last three, last three episodes were super surprising, but, um, I feel satisfied with how it happened with the exception of them blowing up the razor crest. Did that really have to happen? <laughs> you know what I thought? Of? I, I immediately thought of you, Paula, when it happened. Cause I was like, well, it looks like Lego's got to make another ship for something else to sell. I, you know, I we're sitting on the couch after the episode. We're like, what's he going to do now? Like, is there a razor crest too? Like, is there an <laughs> Imperial shipyard that he can go and get a, a new ship? Like, how does this work now? Yeah, there so must be another year to redesign a ship and sell that one too. Like, See, I, I like the, I like the Razor Crest, but I it's almost like it was so badly damaged and kept getting repairs upon repairs upon repairs that that almost needed to happen for him, in my opinion. It, well, it was like a comical it, moment. It, it worked because of all the shit he went through to keep it running for so yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and the right only thing that survived. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it got fixed by the Mon Calamari, and he's just like, he's got nets all over the fucking place. He's, but the episode like, right Jesus. after that, it got fixed completely. Like, it was back to working order. Like, yeah. tip-top shape. And then it blew up. That's the tragedy. <laughs> but, Except but I know... for the little gear shifter. The little gear shifter survived. Was it made out yeah. of Beskar? Like, what? How did that happen? I know we we actually see the Razor Crests, and it was pointed out a long time. I mean, over a year ago, I guess it's safe to say at this point, in the trailers for The Rise of Skywalker. And then in the scenes for Rise of Skywalker, you actually see the Razor Crest show up at the end when all the ships and everything all show up together. The Razor Crest is there, but now I guess we found out that it's not the Razor Crest; it's <laughs> a Razor Crest class ship. <laughs> so they get around it, retcon it. Yeah, I'm, or that he just gets another one. I mean, since it's a Razor Crest class, they can just give him another one. But, yeah, you know, maybe he likes it that much. It's just like, you know what? I'm just going to buy me the same model again. Screw we, it. You know, people buy Hondas all the time. I've never <laughs> had one, so. I mean, I can see the scene now. He's go like. lease a new Razor Crest. He gets his own, you know, ship and, like, puts it all back to, like, he finally has his new Razor Crest and he screws off the old knob and screws on the one from Grogu. Yeah. And that's how he completes his ship is that now it's complete. You know. Yep, I could see that. Um, uh, anything else, Paula, from you for the last couple episodes? I really enjoyed um, Mingna when in her role as Fennec coming back. I think she was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm super excited about the Book of Boba Fett, and she's in that as well. Um, I did not know she is from Pittsburgh. Yeah, she is. Oh, I think I did know that. I forgot about it's it until you just said that, but... That. I think I did hear that. Um, I have a lot of questions about dark troopers. <laughs> <laughs> and why they need to charge up like my iPhone. Um, that was Superpower droids, right? Droids need battery charge. Um, questions about Grogu blood. Where is it? Um, what's up with the doctor? What? Where are my answers? I think that's my... <laughs> My frustration right now is, you know, I have to wait a year for all my answers. Like, <laughs> at least, did we see the, you know, the beginning of pickled Snokes? Um, is that what they're using the blood floor? I'm guessing. All right, well, let's spin there because you know, there's been a lot of speculation, especially online. Like, we get the episode where Carl Weathers and and uh, Gina Carano and Mandalorian they raid that facility. It ends up being a science facility. Yes. We get the recording from the doctor who says they're trying to get Grogu to get. Uh, blood samples to use because he has the highest M count 
out of any of the subjects that they have seen before. Which, we're assuming, I would think, M-Count has to be Medichlorians. Right. Right? Sure. So, if we go back to uh, Palpatine's conversation with Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, that there are force powers at work that you can uh, manipulate the Medichlorians in a person or something to create life. And we see some sort of body in test tubes in the science facility. If you're putting two and two together, you could speculate or you know take an educated guess that they are using blood from Grogu to create clones. So if they are doing, if, if you follow that, you know, that line of thought, do we think they're making clones of someone specific or what are they making? What are they using it for? The internet speculation is that this is where Snoke comes from and like clones of Palpatine. Like, do you think they would put that stuff in this show or is it cloning something else? Are they cloning troopers? Like I, I think Snoke and Palpatine are the obviously like, I don't know if, if you want to connect all those dots to the larger galaxy and the star, story of star Wars, those are where you go. But Cloning could have been anything. It doesn't have to be those people. But then why do you need the the blood of Grogu? To make clones, period. If you're not going to make them Force-sensitive. So is this well, okay, the experimental so stage? You have that, you know, you have the Doctor who's who needs that most powerful blood for maybe a Snoke or a Palpatine. Right, because, I mean, Kamino made all those clone troopers and they didn't need any sort of M count blood. True. True. Yes. I didn't think about that. So yeah, maybe they are going specifically for force power, force powered beings of some kind. My, so again, are we just assuming it's, it's Palpatine then just from that line of thought? Um, see, I don't assume it's Palpatine. Personally. If it's, if it's Palpatine first, because he controls, from what we understand, he was controlling Snoke. Would it have to be Palpatine first? All right, come on, let's retcon this for Lucasfilm. How's it, how does this all tie into Palpatine here? <laughs> well, as far as we know, Palpatine wasn't <sighs> cloned, right? That wasn't... I thought that was the way they, they spun it. Was that I thought his they body spun it. from Return of the Jedi died, and he had basically yeah. a cloned body to send his consciousness or whatever the fuck they explained it to, and that's how he survived. Where where is that explained? I honestly thought they put that in a novel or one of those like uh, the Encyclopedia of the Rise of Skywalker. It's not in the movie. They do not explicitly well, say I know it's that. in the movie. I know it's that. somewhere in the reference material around it. Okay, I'll have to look up and read that for myself so I can make sense of it. Um, for me, I could see it being failed versions of Snoke, and that's why Snoke is so fucked up looking. Mm-hmm. is that they're not able to actually get the cloning process to work correctly when they're trying to clone something else. Perhaps they try and combine Grogu and Palpatine, and Snoke is what comes out of it, this disgusting, deformed thing. And again, um, Snoke is Force-sensitive, so that would check out if they're looking for a clone with Force powers. Right. And, and, they're, and they're not Kamino in, from Kamino, so they don't they don't have the technology. They don't know, you know, how to be proper cloners like they did. And I'm guessing yeah. with the Empire being at the end, they're probably not welcome there either to do cloning. So maybe that's why the Fallen Empire is trying to do its own cloning. 
Well, Palpatine was doing his own cloning himself long before any of that. Like, going back to, like, the prequel trilogy era, Palpatine was cloning himself and trying all that. Was he? Yes. Where do we, where do we learn that? Did I miss that? Uh, That is in... Which book was that in? It's in one of the books. It's in one of the novels. And he was actually doing it... Um, why is it abandoning me now? Ezra's homeworld. Lothal? Um, Lothal. He was doing it on Lothal. Yeah, okay. Um, and, like, he has a... Like, he had a cloning facility there of himself. So... I could see, like, he was doing what you're saying. So, I like, I see it tying in. I just don't know that it would be Palpatine that's being cloned because he already was doing it. That's why I think Snoke, and that's because they're cloning. Like, if they were trying to make more Grogu's, I think they would be more successful. But they don't want Grogu. They want... Oh, my God, an army of Grogu. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, holy shit. The, the cuteness could win any war, but it takes 900 years to mature. Like adorable whole, gremlins. You know, whatever. However many. That whole frog lady race would be wiped out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so tasty. Uh, but, but I think like that, that's why they wouldn't be cloning them to try and turn them evil is because I think Yoda's race is just naturally drawn to the light, but also just it takes them too long to mature. You know, he Grogu's 50-some years old at this point. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just, they don't want it to take that long. All right, well, let's spin it the other way. If it's not Snoke or Palpatine, one of the quote-unquote more obvious choices, what else could they be making? What else are they trying to clone? Imperial cider. It's that's it's fermenting. <laughs> it looks delicious. Tastes better with with a body inside yes, of it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, my guess would be just failed experiments that lead to Snoke. So that's still the ultimate goal. They wouldn't just manufacture like try to make an army with it or anything. Well, they're obviously not having enough success yet to have anything useful off of what they've done. Well, the catch was whatever they got the first time from season one was not enough to do anything with. That's why I think they all look like shit. But now apparently they've got a very good blood sample to play with. Yeah. And then he gets rescued. So they haven't, I would presume, not done anything with that sample yet. So where is it? I mean, we, so we have... haven't had, we haven't seen the success yet. Yeah. Sure. Whatever they're doing. The sample, in my opinion, would be with Thrawn at this point. That, w- that would be quick. Because so it you're goes... assuming it already made it up the chain to wherever it's supposed to go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I it. I'm assuming they had some sort of uh, transport ship just hit light speed and go right there, done. Yeah, I was gonna say Star Wars. Yeah. In light speed <laughs> terms, it gets things things go from point A to point B pretty quick. And maybe they point, used uh, the light speed carrier pigeon program. <laughs> and, and, and at this point, with Thrawn being confirmed alive, he kind of would be in charge. Because he'd be high. Tarkin's up gone. Sure. Vader's well, I'm gone. Also wondering Palpatine's if the, gone. Well, the the whole thing with the Empire, I thought, was that everyone's vying for power. Like just because Thrawn may be alive, he would have been the won. highest ranking left. Right, but I think we're at the point without Palpatine where everyone is vying for power. Everyone's saying I'm in charge. I could see Gideon saying I'm in charge. 
Right, that's what I mean. But, like, I'm just saying, technically, he's the highest-ranking official left from the Empire. When sure. Return of the Jedi ends. If he's confirmed as alive now, which Ahsoka confirms him as alive there in that episode, then he is the highest-ranking left when Return of the Jedi ends. What has happened to him since then, we don't know. Right. So we get to find that out, but I would assume he's at one of the top of the food chain in terms of those vying for power. But I also don't think we can assume that everyone is working for Thrawn. No. No. But, again, I'm just saying he would... A lot of people would want to be on his good side. Because, I mean... Do we know that? What did you say? We know know Ahsoka's looking for Thrawn. We do not know if Gideon has had any contact with Thrawn. So if Gideon has the blood... Do you think he sent it to Thrawn? So I don't think so. I think he's the one doing the experiments. I okay. don't think Thrawn knows anything about the experiments, to be honest. If I'm speculating. Well, I mean, he was theory. doing the experiments. It was his science officer, whatever you want to call right. that guy. Doctor. Whatever. Like, I want. could see this as Gideon saying, this is my power play. This is how I become the ruler of the Empire. Or it could be just an order from Thrawn. That also true. Yes. It, but I, I guess, like, what I was getting at is, like, at the end of, like, that era, he would have had most of a fleet that was under his control. Are we talking Thrawn or Gideon? Thrawn. Thrawn would have had a fleet. He was Grand Admiral Thrawn because he had his own named Star Destroyer, and I believe he had two others that he was commanding. Which would then okay. come with a whole fleet of other smaller ships along with it. He was the single Grand Admiral in the Empire. Right. And I'm just saying, like, I think it's 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 not too far-fetched to say if it was going to end up somewhere or if all of this was leading back to one person, it would be Thrawn. Well, my, my issue with that, just from a story standpoint, is that if Thrawn is going to show up in Ahsoka, I don't think Ahsoka is going to deal with any of this stuff. I think this is going to be in Mandalorian. And Gideon is in Mandalorian, so I think that's where the sample's going to stay. Do you, do you think they're all going to stay in their own shows and not cross over at all? No, because I mean, I, <laughs> I had that thought too that like you know, Favreau's effectively, I get the sense, kicking off the MCU of the Star Wars series universe for Disney Plus. Like mm-hmm. season one was Iron Man, season two is Iron Man two, where we get a bunch of more cameos and kicks the door wide open, and now we've suddenly got all these spinoffs together. Yep. You've got Thor and, and Captain America and all these things about to happen. Yeah, so there's a good chance they're going to meet up for some sort of Avenger-style thing. Um, but I'm also, again, I'm just, my train of thought, my speculation, my theory is that we're not going to see any continuation of the clone subplot until Mandalorian Season 3. I don't think we're going to get any of that in Ahsoka's series if she crosses paths with Thrawn. I think it's going to be its own thing. They're going to be tackling some other issue. What if, what if Rogue Squadron is the avenger style event where all of this comes together it won't be and it's a resurgence it's a it's a nice squadron put together (laughs) yeah i know it's ridiculous but i was just thinking what if rogue squadron is like a couple x-wings but it's also slave one and the razor crest and ahsoka and a jedi starfighter and that's that's the new rogue squadron i'm just all right so so this is gonna spin (laughs) me off into like some sort of rant i think because i feel like i I was 
when I was typing this thing up, I started like just word vomiting some stuff because it's, <laughs> it's starting to get to me. But this, this whole kind of goes back to like stuff that it's going to distract me from the shows themselves. And yeah. I think season two of this show has started to turn into backdoor pilot season and it's distracting me from the Mandalorian as a whole. I don't, as much as I love all these nostalgic trips and cameos from all these characters that I love to see and never thought I'd see again in some form, the Star Wars fan is me is eating all this stuff up. But at the same time, it's taking away from what I wanted the show to be and where I thought it was going. And okay. I think it's at the point where Star Wars as a franchise needs to branch out. Now, I'm not talking about different genres. I think the only series that sort of has been announced that sounds like it may actually try to do something different is that Acolyte show that we talked about by Leslie Headland. Um, I think, you know, Last Jedi probably should have been the point where Star Wars turned a corner. Instead, I think the internet and largely, you know, I'm going to blame the man-baby Star Wars fans that think they own this property and therefore have a say in what content is produced through this hissy fit at Disney and Lucasfilm and by all accounts scared Lucasfilm. So since then, Lucasfilm has pivoted away from anything that seems like it would break the mold and the status quo of Star Wars. So anything that has come out since then, if you think about it, has been very securely placed in this original trilogy era of Star Wars that people enjoy. So the only thing that, you know, came out post Last Jedi that was not in that era was The Rise of Skywalker. And to save face... That movie had to bring back an original trilogy villain because it didn't think the new characters they created for that era were good enough. So, you know, while that movie is, I don't know, by far probably my least favorite Star Wars thing, I'm not wishing anyone with it involved was dead or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, you know, we talk about, at least I talk about sort of what should have done or how it could have been better. But I think I just choose to watch other Star Wars content that... I enjoy more, so it doesn't ruin my childhood in any way. Disney and Lucasfilm don't owe it to me to make every piece of Star Wars content something that I will enjoy. Um, and, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I think it just so happens that I, I love all of this content that we're getting. I, I, I will eat all this shit up the more that they give me. I will watch it all. Um, but I also think there's, a, there's a enough Star Wars content out, there, content out there to cater to, you know, that particular part of the fandom that I'd like to see something new, drastically different, sort of turn Star Wars on its head instead of relying on nostalgia to bail it out every time the internet has a problem with what they make. So, I, I, you know, I'd like to think, I don't know, Ryan Johnson wants to do something with a trilogy that he's supposedly working on that we've heard no update from, so we'll, that will probably be quietly canceled. No! Because I, I feel <laughs> like, again, I think this comes down to Disney and Lucasfilm, they don't have the balls to tell these fans that this is this is the Star Wars content we're making. If you don't like it, shut the fuck up. Go back to watching the 20 other movies and series we've made that are already in your wheelhouse. You know, this is going to be for everybody else. And I think I'm getting to the point where I'd like to see something else. Maybe it's just me, but, you know, again, I was under the impression that different Star Wars things is what we would get. And I don't think we've got that. So I'm, I'm sort of at the point where I, I want to be that someone else. I'm, I'm looking for something new. I, I agree. Original content that is branching out and creating its own, I guess, uh, piece of the Star Wars universe that doesn't rely on any other pieces. Set thousands of years in a different direction and whatever forward or back in time they want to go, 
that doesn't rely on anything that has been created so far. Would it, you know, like we talk all the time, would the old Republic be cool? Yeah, it would, but I'd still rather them create something entirely new. I've read those books. I've played the games. I've been to that universe. Let's just get something a hundred percent new, which they're doing with the high Republic, which is right. yes. something that'll be the- interesting to see how different that is and how much it plays on what we already know. And that Acolyte show is supposed to tie into that era. So it's going to okay. tie into all these novels and stuff that are coming out, which is, again, an era that's been unexplored. It's brand new. They're going to make up whatever they want to make up. So that's going to be new and different. I'm looking forward to what that is. My, and even, my... like, sort of thinking back to, like, the first season of The Mandalorian, it I started to think, like, what kind of Easter eggs and, like, callbacks or nostalgia that they really, or, like, especially, like, character cameo-wise, did they put in that first season? And there really isn't any. And to me, yeah. that was more what I wanted from this show was that give me another side of the galaxy that is away from everything doing its yes. thing and just make a story that way. Instead of now, every time we have an episode, we're calling someone in that's we've seen before that somehow has an, like some sort of involvement with the larger story of Star Wars. It makes the galaxy feel small that everyone's just bumping into each other. There are m- fucking millions of planets in the goddamn <laughs> galaxy and you're bumping shoulders with everybody every other episode well and see i think now that they've had this season where they set up the other stuff that the mandalorian will end up back into its own kind of realm and sphere that you know where it comes back and settles into where it was before because they can only set up so many shows at once on the mandalorian they're not going to use it for that forever right um, and so that's why I'm trying to take this season with a grain of salt, saying this is their backdoor pilot season. They got the characters in there they wanted. It's kicking off all these series. Now let's get back to basics and do what you wanted to do to begin with. I did tell Aaron at one point, I'm like, I feel like I'm watching Rebel season five. Oh, <laughs> and there, not, yeah. And not that that was that. a horrible thing. Like, oh, you no. know, I, you know, geeked out over every single episode that something like you were saying, throw back to Rebels or Clone Wars. It was just amazing. Even Boba Fett. Like, we're all losing our minds. Yeah. Um, and when Luke Skywalker shows up at the end, you know, I kind of said, I thought we were done with the Skywalker saga. I, I understand why he's there, but we were done with that. Now we're not. Right. Um, you know, I had a list of names of people who could have showed up. Um, you had but a list? Being... <laughs> I did. A small one. I, I had three or four on a list. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, three names is all I could come up with. Um, huge list. Giant. <laughs> Not really, but like if you're sitting on that rock and you're calling out, you know, him being just a baby, but the most powerful, what we know of is the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy hears you. He's the one who showed up. Um, but I digress. I am glad that these storylines that appeared in The Mandalorian didn't take away from our Mandalorian story. He was still our main character. He still had a story to tell. And the people that were showing up were, you know, supporting his story. Um, But I agree, Brian. Like, the first season was really very new and fun and interesting. And this one is still, but it's everybody popping up is incredible. But we're like, we know them. Right. You know, Babu Frick is next. He's going to be in (laughs) the beginning of season three. And again, like, I love all this stuff. Like, give yeah, me more Bobby Frick. Put him in everything. I want to see it. But, like, at the same time, it's just, I don't know. He's I, Grogu's new nanny. I think that's a cameo that's okay, because it's not one they're using to set up another show. You know, if Bobby Frick was to show up to repair the 
Razorcrest at some point. <laughs> sure, I'm down for that. I mean, bring it back I, to six IG eleven. Yeah, but like Bill Burr and you know Cara Dune and Carl Weathers, like all new characters that we're really excited to get to know. Um, and not that I'm not excited about Ahsoka and Thrawn, I am. I want to see where their story goes. So I'm glad we had them. And, I, you know, Brian, we talked about it. I felt like a tease. Like, okay, I'm only going to see her in this episode. Right. And I'm probably not going to see her again because she's probably going to get her own show, which a week later we found out she did. And that's okay. We only needed her in that one episode. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. Like, the Mando needs to go back to his way and trolling about the galaxy. But now we still have that, you know, Mandalorian issue, <laughs> which I don't know if that goes into like spoiler territory. Um, for Andy. I mean, not really. They kind of explain it in that episode as to what's going on. But going back to like Rebels and how she got the Black Saber to begin with leads me to a question. Yeah, um, I think I've seen the internet suggest that. Yeah. I've seen some memes with associated with that. Right. So Andy, let me just ask you while we're sort of on the on the topic and try to get you involved here. How much do you remember about the dark saber from Clone Wars and stuff? Um, I remember. I can't remember what clan had it, but I remember the girl that was with the the rebels group, the uh, the Mandalorian, said that she actually was uh, Sabine. Sabine was her name, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, was actually one of the. Uh, wasn't she in like a pretty high-ranking clan as well, or something like that? Clan Rin. Yeah, who they were one of the higher-ranked clans, I guess. Yes. Um, that's about all I remember about it, and you know she. Does she Do get? You it? No, it? I don't think she gets it, but. Do you remember anything from Clone Wars? Like, cause it, like where the saber goes, passing hands is part of the lore for that saber. So trying to figure out where, how it got from point A to point B is some of the stuff that they're still fleshing out and answering, I think. Okay. Because I think probably, like, it started in, what, Clan Vizsla, Vizsla. right? Yeah, pre Vizsla was the yeah. guy that had it in Clone Wars. Yeah. Maul took it from him. And at that point, it's kind of lost, right? Because it does, I, I'm trying to skirt around the issue without making you earmuff, Andy, but we might have to earmuff you again. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's fine. All right, we'll be quick. Are we, are we doing it? Yeah, go for yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> so it, from from Clone Wars, Sabine eventually gets it. Like, she just finds it, right? And then they have to train with it, and she goes back to try to clean Mandalore, and that's where she has to... F- she gives it to Bo. That's what you're talking about, right, Paula? Correct. She just gives it to her. So, Bo somehow loses it to Gideon. Right. So, so at, that would be after Sabine gives it to her. So, what yes. we're thinking is if, you know, she has to now... Now that it is lost to... Gideon lost it to Mando, he won it. Does that mean when... Sabine gave it to Bo, not in battle. She just gave it to her, relinquished the, the black saber. As it, that's how I remember it. 
Yeah. Does that mean she didn't get it fairly and that's how she possibly lost it to Gideon? Oh, I didn't Easily. think about that, but that could that could be maybe why she's hammering home right now that she has to win this. I think that's a possibility. So she wasn't the true leader of Mandalore because she didn't win it. She was given it. And when do we find out the true meaning behind like what I guess the I mean, my speculation of is getting the black saber, I guess. My my speculation is that season three is going to dive more. At least my hope, I guess, maybe, is that we follow this to its conclusion. We go mm-hmm. to Mandalore with Mando and Bo-Katan, and we get this sorted out. Like, we get more Darksaber lore, we get more Mandalore lore. It's going to be him either trying to surrender the Darksaber, or maybe her trying to talk him into ruling Mandalore, because now he is the rightful ruler of Mandalore. Right. Um, which he obviously reluctantly wants to do. So there's a story there. There's something I think that could be interesting there is taking him back to Mandalore and trying to get him to rule. And I need more of the information about like his sect of Mandalorian because, yes. you know, with Bo, you know, we've only know the story where the Mandalorians take off their helmet. We don't know the story of the Mandalorians where they don't take off their helmet because this is the way. What way is that? I don't know any other way. <laughs> it's a new way. It's um, an ancient way. It's an ancient so, way. I want to try to make sure we're not earmuffing Andy too long. So okay. is there anything else specifically for the Darksaber that we want to I'm, talk about while he's earmuffed? Just mad confusion. Some people are saying it, it's a plot hole. I don't know. I think there's more of a story to it. I, I yeah, can't call I it agree. a plot hole until we actually find out more, which we'll probably find out more in season three. I kind of forgot that Sabine just gave it to her until the internet memes went rampant. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think I think they are too smart to leave that as a plot hole. And it's just been unexplained yet. Dave Filoni would not let that happen. Yeah. I don't be- I don't believe that for a minute. Mike, anything to add real quick? No. Before we get Andy back? Bring him back. Okay. If you like right, to so thank started... you to put a black saber on it. Um, Andy, we were talking about the, obviously we were talking about the, the dark saber without you, but really kind of led into, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, uh, that led into sort of some speculation for season three is I was telling them, I sort of, my thought would be like bringing it to Mandalore and having Bo-Katan and Mando trying to sort out the leadership of Mandalore. Do you see that sort of happening in season three? Do you think that would it would go that route? Yes, I think they would have to take Mandalore back from the Empire still at this point in in the story, which I think in, is what I'm getting. Timeline. Yeah, yeah. So they would probably do that first, and then have to throw down to see who would actually be leading the Mandalorians at that point. Yeah, that's I'm, my I'm... guess as to what season three is going to be. I am under the impression that that Mando is still Mandal- Mandalore as a planet is still sort of occupied or ruled by the Empire, right. and the Mandalorians cannot retake it because. And sort of Paula, what you were sort of getting at is that all these different sects of Mandalorians do not communicate together; they're all doing their own thing. So they're too divided and spread across the galaxy that they cannot unite to take back their planet. Oh my God, he's going to unite them all. So yeah, this could be one of those things. It, it, the season could be globe trotting, trying to find the different sects of Mandalorians to get them to all come under one roof and then attack Mandalore. Love it. Who's so, directing? Um, who's directing season will, three? It's Brian Labick, Mister Brian. I will put money on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd watch it. Me too. I'm excited. 
Um, trying to think if there's anything else specifically that I was going to sort of bring up, other than like you know favorite season or favorite episode, favorite moment, that kind of stuff. But I was trying to save that for last until we cover the specific type of stuff uh, that we wanted. Oh, okay, Paul, I'm going to put you on blast again. When we oh. talked the last time. Uh, I, these guys weren't here for it. So I'm going to set it up for them too. Uh, I submitted to you a theory at the time when, you know, putting some, some breadcrumbs together and trying to lead a train of thought to what we know. So we know Grogu sends a call out to a Jedi. We were speculating that Luke would pick up Grogu and take him to the temple. Mm -hmm. We know the ultimate fate of that Jedi temple. Ben Solo goes crazy and kills everybody. Mm-hmm. Are we left to assume that Ben Solo kills Grogu? Um, I've had a lot of thoughts, some time to, to reflect. Because um, the first half this. of that theory is playing out exactly <laughs> as we talked about. Yeah, no, that's a little scary. Um, there's a couple of things that I'm seeing, and, and I'm not up to date on my comic books. I haven't been to the shop in a while, but people are saying, no, that's not what happens um, based on the comic series, which I'm not up to date. Um, and I am which comic series it's the it's the um Kylo Ren series if I'm not mistaken okay. um okay. so there's something there's some hidden gem in there saying no he doesn't um I don't believe that he will like I I feel like he's probably gonna evade that like he did at the uh on Coruscant <laughs> just hide under a chair somewhere yeah like, Anakin's like, no, Grogu, you're too cute. I can't do that. <laughs> like, nobody can do that. It's a little, a little gumdrop. Well, I think um, when we talked on the, the last time we talked on the, the previous episode a couple weeks ago, you were quick to defend Ben Solo. He had every yeah. right to possibly kill Grogu in the temple <laughs> whenever it happened. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> it's, on, it's on tape. I listened to it to make sure before I brought this up again. Don't you talk ill on my baby boy. <laughs> um, could it happen? It could happen. I mean... I reading the comic and knowing as far as the information about him turning into Kylo Ren, I could see it absolutely happening. Um, I don't want to believe that, but yes, it could. It could absolutely happen. <laughs> so wait, so, yeah, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I ask a serious question? Sure. Um, if uh, Ben. Because at that time, he will not have been Kylo. He will have been Ben still. Right. Um, if he savagely murders yeah. Grogu, and I mean just goes after him, hunts yeah. him. Yeah. Will Raylo still be your Halo? Absolutely. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> to ask. That because... little sucker had it coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. So when it comes, okay. I that just want to make response... sure. When I asked her too, it was like, "So what happens if Ben kills Grogu?" And she goes, "Well, Grogu probably had it coming." <laughs> yeah, that does okay. sound like me. <laughs> Top tier for her. You, ben Solo is untouchable. You, you cannot do anything to, to so, distract from yeah. Ben Solo. I mean, that, that's what who it seems. helps Ray kill the Emperor? <laughs> ben Solo. Grogu. Where the hell was Grogu? I mean, what if he tortures him? You know. I mean, he finds those little baby, uh, baby handcuffs. We all yeah. saw, I mean, I think I said this before, when we all saw what Groot turned out to be as a teenager. Who knows how sassy Grogu would be? <laughs> he's not going to turn into a teenager in the next, like, ten years. Yeah, it's, it's like they live to be, like, a thousand years old. This yeah. is, he, would, that, he has to get to a hundred just to be, have like, you, a ten-year-old. Have you ever put up with a sassy toddler? Because I have. And 
yeah, there are times you're I just think like, we're, mm, we've I'm watched out. two whole seasons of The Mandalorian putting <laughs> up with him as a sassy toddler, and he's pretty goddamn adorable. He kind of is. <laughs> so, I that's why I think he's not going to be there. He's probably on some side trip, you know, learning Jedi things. I'm sure they have like Jedi field trips that they have to take, you know, to different yeah. temples, and you know, maybe he was off getting his lightsaber crystal, his kyber crystal. <laughs> What what is it Taserface says about Baby Groot? Like, no, we can't kill it. It's too adorable to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, if Anakin couldn't do it, Ben Solo <laughs> definitely couldn't do it. Yeah. So, Mike, what are your what are your thoughts? Do you think it's likely that that Grogu could end up at the temple when it goes to shit? Um, I mean, that's again, we're still talking like another ten ish years, at least. Yeah. Before that would happen, yeah. Like we we don't know exactly. But it's in that neighborhood. Um, what happens in those ten years? Who knows? Do I think Grogu is there and trains with Luke for a bit? Yeah, of course. We have that every insinuation of that. But I think for the same reasons that Ahsoka didn't want to train him, that Luke won't want to train him. Train Grogu? Yes. Okay. When he actually meets him and deals with him and starts to learn about Grogu, he'll back off of it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think I, that's what will happen. I think I'm sort of under the impression that Grogu, sort of the same reason that, you know, Ben Solo wouldn't kill him is that he's too cute. Like, Grogu is a moneymaker for <laughs> Disney and Lucasfilm. They are not going to kill him, especially kill him off screen, an event that happened passingly in a movie somewhere. There's going to be some explanation as to why Grogu is not around the temple or he leaves or find an excuse to get out of there before all the shit hits the fan. And I think sort of what you just brought up probably makes the most sense is that the attachment to Mando is going to prevent him from finishing his training in some form or fashion. Yeah, he's not off the show. He's coming back. We're not getting yeah. a whole separate segment to this show with Grogu training with Luke. Does that mean he's going to get more Luke? It, it's could... too CGI. They're not going to do it. I could see them doing a small cameo like that again, where you see his yeah. face for just a bit, but it's not going to be, he's not going to have a full episode or anything like that. Or like a hologram. It, it doesn't hold up well enough. Yeah. Hologram could work too. Yeah. Um, Andy, sort of, I'm going to get you into it. How likely do you think, do you think Grogo survives the temple? Or are we going to see him back sooner rather than later? I think um, with uh, some of the extended, extended universe lore on Luke as he tries to flirt with the dark side a little bit, and I think him sort of trying to train Grogu sort of starts him to flirt with the dark side a little bit. Just because Grogu. Which, time out here, what, what lore are we talking about here? Something specific that happens or? Wasn't that sort of his arc in some of the books? Luke. Well, this is where we get tricky. Is like some of that stuff that you might be talking about. It might be old canon, which may not count anymore. Some okay, well, trying to figure out where we're where we're at here. I just think that they're going to sort of try to parallel that a little bit. Some of the old canon. Okay. So he thinks he can. He thinks he saved his dad. Well, I mean, he he did save his dad, you know, and it, it, I think he thinks he can sort of save people from the dark side and i think it'll it'll go badly for him with grogu so, so i he don't think we have he's to, gonna be at the temple we have to save grogu from the dark side or someone else from the dark side grogu okay so you're in luke is trying to save grogu from the dark side right because he had just 
come back from saving his dad from the dark side. Okay. I think that Luke is the only person who could, though, because of how powerful little Grogu is, or will become. Yeah, because if he has, you know, the highest M count on record or something, that puts him up in a very, you know, top-tier Jedi for, like, you know, up there with Yoda and Anakin and stuff like that. Like, that's that's well, a big it, group to have. It's in, but it's in the Empire's records, though. It's not in But the Jedi Empire would have, would have inherited the Republic records, correct? The Republic turns uh... into the Empire. We don't know that because this is not just the like the empire. This is the crumbled empire, right? So, what records do they actually have? They originally had from twenty years ago. I'm just saying we don't know how complete those records are. We don't have anything that says those are the complete records, and Grogu is as powerful as Yoda and Anakin. We have no indication of that at this point, other than them saying he has a high M count, which. Okay. Well, they have to be comparing it to something, though. I'm just saying we don't know what. That's all. Okay. Like, we don't have anything that says anywhere that they're talking about Anakin when they're talking about he has the highest M count. Because okay. that would be... Fair. Like, universe changing. Wouldn't it? Well, that's I... why I think they're so high to get a sample from him. I'm. That's my impression. Is I am, I am under the impression he is top-tier Jedi type of thing. I wonder if it's the the species because i, I could have swore we were supposed to learn more about his species this this season and we didn't we learned his name but we didn't learn a species so like also is true. is that species so incredibly rare that you know they don't have offspring that often because we really only see yoda and yaddle <laughs> <laughs> poor yaddle and now grogu like that's it was Yaddle in, of Yoda's species? I was under the impression that Yoda was different from Yaddle. That Yoda was, it was a similar species, but not the same. From everything that I understand, it's the same species. Or that I've read. Okay. I always, yeah, I always sort of thought they were the same. But to that, to that point, I don't think Yoda, I don't think his species has a name in any type of lore that I could find. So if Yaddle's, if Yaddle's species is named, they're different. Because otherwise they'd be the same thing. But if Yaddle's species is unidentified and unnamed, then... No, it says they're of no. the same species. Okay. Okay, I was thinking of the different one. I was thinking of the other one that's like the one with one eye that looks like Yoda but doesn't have green skin. That's in um, Phantom Menace. I know what you're yeah, talking about. He's got, a, he's got an eye patch. Yeah, he's got like a missing eye. It's a thing. I'm sorry. I all I Short saw was figures, someone with one thing. eye and an eye patch. I'm like, how did they see where they're going? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. But yeah, they, their species is uh, is unnamed. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. I don't have any other specifics other than like sort of favorite episode, favorite moment type of thing. So, is there anything you guys want to hit that we haven't talked about yet? Um, the throughout the entire season, all the fights were amazing. It was so well done. Agreed. And specifically the episode, um, episode six, uh, Boba Fett just chucking stormtroopers around and watching bits and pieces of their armor flying everywhere as he's hitting them with that club, whatever the hell it is. The gaffy stick. A gaffy stick, yeah. Gaffy stick. Holy hell, that was awesome. That was visceral and it was, it was impactful and 
I guess that was like Robert Rodriguez's way of putting in the Robert Rodriguez violence you get in some movies into Star Wars was instead of it being chunks of human flying off of them, it was just chunks of armor. And, uh, damn, it it worked. Yeah, I agree. That was really good. Which makes and, a lot of sense now that we see that they announced officially the Boba Fett series is kind of like we... That was rumored, and then if you watch the post-credits for the season, uh, they had the the little stinger sh- saying Book of Boba Fett, December 2021, which, again, kind of still still surprised me because we just went through all the announcements from Disney. The Boba Fett series was not in there, so they held this back intentionally for another week to show it yeah. in the show, which I give them credit for. That was cool. Um, yeah. But the other day, finally made the official like press release announcement saying that you know Book of Boba Fett coming December 21. They named... Favreau, Filoni, and Robert Rodriguez as executive producers on the show, so that makes complete sense because Re- Rodriguez was the one to introduce Boba Fett back into the series with that episode. So it's it's all tied together. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's a perfect thing for Boba Fett to do. You know? I think, I, I can't remember where I read it, but somebody wrote a piece about it saying, like, Boba Fett was never really a Mandalorian. He has no ties to the culture whatsoever. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah. And so for him, it was turning back and saying, all right, you know what? There's a throne I want. I'm going to go take it. And I'm sorry, Fat Bib Fortuna was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, was a, that was a nice touch to throw that in there. I also feel like I've seen some confusion online, and I think it was pretty much confirmed. I That a lot of people, I think, were assuming, given the stinger, that Book of Boba Fett was going to be season three of The Mandalorian. I think it's officially, they said that it's not. Like, they're two okay. separate things. We're getting season three and we're getting Book of Boba Fett. They are not one and the same. And is The Mandalorian season three coming out later next year? I feel I like... assumed that with COVID, they were not in production of season three of Mando, okay. which they would have had to have been to get it out next year. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason we got this one we did because it was probably either wrapped or very close to being wrapped production wise like before all this this shit happened i would say we'll see yeah i mean it's really going to depend when everything's kind of back to normal um but we know they're filming things in places like hollywood is still in production um you know we just had that tom cruise freak out video which or (laughs) whatever it was that was amazing um so like they're out there they're still doing things to what extent to get a show of this level done, don't know. I think, yes, filming is happening, but it also seems like just given all the precautions and guidelines for filming now, it takes twice as long to film. Sure. Everything so I, I mean, Yeah, it's... so I just think that if because we have a date for Boba, I'm expecting Boba to happen before Season 3, and we'll get Season 3 sometime in 2022. I, I wouldn't say that's outside of uh, expectation. Because again, you know, we talked about all those announcements, now I'm trying to second guess, did did we actually get dates for any of that stuff? What Did we get years for release dates? I might I, have to go back and check while we're You know, there were so many announcements um, that keeping track of all of them just off the top of your head is nearly impossible. Yeah, I'm going to try to scroll like back through my, my Twitter feed here um, and see if they had dates attached to them. Third season comes out December 25th, 2021 for Mandalorian. Christmas That's Day. That's official? Yes, per Lucasfilm. Okay. Kathleen Kennedy said this at the Investor Day presentation. 
So okay. that's as official as it gets. <laughs> Christmas one year away. Season so, three will begin. On Christmas Day, which is three days from now, we yes. get the gallery, which is our behind the scenes Mandalorian. Which I'm stoked for. Yes. Because that first season of that was awesome. It was incredible. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Was it. So what is it just like a documentary of how they made the season one of The Mandalorian? There's what, seven episodes? And each of them takes a different topic like, um, you know, the, you know, the visual effects, the cast, um, the directors, they each have their own kind of episode and it, it kind of takes you into creating the Mandalorian. It was, it was absolutely incredible. Like the, there was a lot of stuff that was over my head when it comes to the technical talk. Um, but you don't feel like you're losing the thread of the narrative when you watch it. Um, it was, it was just incredible. Do you ever watch like uh, Favreau did uh, Dinner for Five a while ago, like years ago, where he'd just go to dinner with like friends or actor friends of his, director friends, whatever, and they would just sit around a table while they eat dinner and talk. And it was more or less an interview with everybody just shooting the shit. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that. It's just Favreau and Filoni at a table with their guests and they talk about making the show. And then you see behind the scenes footage as as they talk over that stuff. And from for someone that loves behind the scenes stuff, that I found it very interesting. What was that big thing that they created? That big sound or that big stage that they made? It had like its own name. Wasn't it like it's like in the volume or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the volume. That was that was like my favorite part. Yeah, that the effects incredible. they did for they they started using the Unreal Engine, Andy from video games. Right. Yeah. Unreal. To pad out the environment on the stage, huh. which learn hearing about all that and how they did that is fucking amazing. To bring us a TV show. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a I'm not usually a huge documentary fan. I I have to really be into the uh source material. So it's interesting. I, I, I might I might watch it. It's I mean again, it's short. It's only seven, eight episodes, something like that. So it's it's easy to get through. Um I was trying to scroll through some of these dates. Um Rangers of the New Republic does not have a date. Just says coming to Disney Plus. Ahsoka does not have a date. Coming to Disney Plus. Andor just says 2022. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think they've... Conf- it's not on the tweet, but I thought that's coming next year, right? Because they're shooting that now. We're going to shoot soon. Um, and I thought that's been coming for a while. Like, I feel yeah, like 2022 is delayed. Yeah. Yeah, that was announced a while ago. But I think they're finally ready to get in front of the camera next month. Like I think I thought I heard that they were starting to shoot that Says, in January. Filming is scheduled to begin March 2021. Okay, so they pushed it back. So further. early 2022 is the assumption now. Okay, but All there right. is no official date uh, as of yet because it's not filmed. So yeah, so I think I I honestly I would I would put it at whenever they. Because you almost got to go with like movie schedules for this stuff because the production value on these shows is so high. So whenever they start shooting, I'd round about a year from then and you're going to get the show. Because I think it takes that long to finish special effects on shows of this magnitude. Agreed. It's a full in. It's a full on production. Um, I I mean, it's hard to say how much they've already filmed. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing we don't know, especially yeah. with shows like The Mandalorian, where 
you know, when they wrap season two, for all we know, they started shooting season three, which is why right. they're able to say Christmas 2021. Um, they may have half the season shot already for all we know. I, I, you know, it's, it's so at this point in time, the way things are, we can just hope things get better quick enough, uh, that they're able to hit these windows and maybe some things come out sooner because, you know, maybe things get better sooner and things get pushed forward instead of back, you know? Yeah. We can hope, but... I'd... Uh, Again, sort of last call. Anything else you guys want to dive into before we just kind of wrap up with a couple of final questions? Um, I think Bill Burr put himself out there as an actual actor. Yeah, I agree. As opposed I, to I, I just a comedian. Yeah. I've been impressed with him. Yeah, I honestly, I, I thought of him as just a stand-up, and I was never, ever thinking of him as something like that, and he did a damn good job. Yeah, he showed some real range. Yeah. Um, if we're I gonna liked... get a oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It... If we are getting a spinoff show, more spinoff shows, I'm I would like Cobb Vanth. Um, wow. Of, I I'm my guess. Vanth Refederation. <laughs> sort of what I'd speculate and theorize is that the Rangers of the New, Re- New Republic show is going to sort of just group up all these side characters that we've seen but haven't done anything with yet. So I think Bill Burr's coming back. I think Cara Dune's gonna be in that. I think Cobb Vanth's gonna be in that. Anybody that's basically like, I'll see you later type of thing, they're going to show up in that show. Which one's That would be fans? awesome because Timothy Oliphant. Oh, okay. Who, yeah, you can't he not totally want to see him more in yeah. the Star Wars universe. Whatever they have him doing, yeah. I'm good with it. And he would fit Ranger with like that type of character he played. He was a marshal. Would, He's you yeah. know bringing order to the town, so that would, yeah. Yeah, that would work. Um, and the only other thing I wanted, like on my own brain was, um, we finally get acknowledgement of the millions and millions that were killed by the rebels. Um, you know what I mean? And somebody actually showing like grief from that and how the other side actually feels on the low end. Cause they're just being, you know, told what to do and whatnot and operating out of fear and then you see them, you know, talk about how they view the rebels as these terrorists that killed millions of people. Not that he's right, but it's just a good thing to put in there to show how they view people. You know, like how they're viewing what happened. Through the same this sentence up, where he's like, like yeah, scope. I was there when they blew up your planet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like, we blew up your planet. That's fucking right. But then you blew up our space station you jerks (laughs) you know but it's just showing that delusional kind of perspective that somebody um you know working for the empire would have to have and i think that was well done uh andy anything to add um I think a, a big takeaway for me was Luke versus the Dark Troopers. Okay. I uh, just it's amazing how how long it took everyone else to sort of deal with well even the Mandalorian look how long it took him to deal with one of them and Luke just through the yep. whole the whole lot of them and you're just like 
wow, like that's that to me is like the first time you get to see Luke be the most powerful Jedi. You know, (laughs) that's his Vader in in Rogue One moment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of um, mirror images between those two scenes if you if you yeah. like put them side by side i've seen a couple of videos where they do put them side to the side especially right at the beginning when they're both deflecting blasts immediately you're mm-hmm. just like wow they they did a really good homage to that <laughs> yeah i thought that was pretty badass well all right so sp- specifically with the luke thing because i don't know if we really touched on it but paul and i sort of talked about and i think josh and i did too when we covered that in the episode when we we're speculating that luke had a possibility of showing up um, there was all sorts of fan casting going around the internet that it was going to be Sebastian Stan. So we get to that episode. Luke's coming down the hallway. He's got his hood up the whole time. And even up until the time when he flips his hood back, I'm like, is it going to be Sebastian Stan? Like, did they recast <laughs> Luke Skywalker? Is it going to be somebody else besides Mark Hamill? Flips back the hood. It's Mark Hamill. To me, that was a big sigh of relief for me. I was glad that they did that. I was much happier with that than a recasting. How do you guys feel? 100% agree. During that whole discussion, like we had a discussion like off stream about it too at some point. And I, you know, personally, I was just like, I completely fucking forgot that they were doing this kind of stuff. Like it just completely slipped my mind that they were doing that. And if they were going to have this small cameo from Luke, that that would be the way they'd go. I don't know why it, wasn't in my head because they've done it so many times recently. Yeah. Even with Luke. So I don't know why it didn't occur to me. So you, you like that CG CG young Luke was good for you. Yep. Much better than a recasting for, unless they were going to start a whole new series and they needed to recast because it was a whole new series. There's no reason to recast. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah. That's my thought. If they wanted to bring Luke into a series, they'd have to recast. But if just for cameo stuff, this worked perfectly. Yeah. Um, Andy, how do you feel? I thought this worked perfectly. I don't think they would have needed to recast for something like that. Okay. Paula? I would I would have liked to seen Rosaria Dawson cast as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um No, I was I would be fine with Sebastian Stan. I th- Okay. I was very happy with Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, but I would have been just as fine with Sebastian Stan. So you're not disappointed that we got Mark Hamill and not not Sebastian Stan? Not at all. I think it's a more of a wow factor. Like he was, he was there. He did that role. That was amazing. It's really Mark Hamill. Yeah. Um, We would have been just as happy to have, I would have just been just as happy to have Sebastian Stan because I think the story is Luke Skywalker, and if it doesn't matter, you know, if it's Ashley Eckstein or if it's Rosario Dawson, if it's Mark Hamill, that's amazing. If it's Sebastian Stan, that's amazing. To me, it's still Luke Skywalker. Yeah, okay. Fair. The only problem I had with the scene is the hood that was up the whole time. It was like, we we know it's Luke, and if it was going to be Mark Hamill in there, just give us shots from behind. Like, it just, it, it, where he had the hood was stupid. There was no way he was seeing. Luke was never the type to keep his hood that low anyways. Not that we ever have seen before. You know what I mean? It's like when he was fighting the remote with the blast shield down. Mm-hmm. He, he used the force. Mm-mm. I'm not saying he needs to see. I'm saying <laughs> it was like, they were doing it as a reveal, and then it was like, as soon as the green lightsaber lit, we knew who it was. 
I like, for us, I in think all it black worked, that with a glove on his hand. I, mm-hmm. I think for us, yes. I think for the fans that this show attracts that have, are not married to the movies and follow this stuff as much as we do, I think that reveal is a big thing for them. Okay. I think again, I think that it, that reveal was not for us. I think as soon as Fair. almost as soon as the X-wing shows up, you're like, "Oh fuck, are they going to do it?" And you see the green lightsaber and you're like, "Okay, they did it. This is this is it." <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me it was like, "Oh, look, it's Red 5. We're good." Yeah. Like, "All right, Luke's here." <laughs> like that answers the question. Poor like, Aaron on the couch with me. I just be- kept beating him. Like, "Oh my god, is it really? <laughs> is it really him? Oh my god." Well, like, all the other ideas that it could possibly be in my head, as soon as you see the X-Wing, it's like, those are gone. Yeah. like I Completely gone. find myself, like, visibly reacting to stuff when I'm I'm watching it. It's more like talking to my, in my head and stuff, like, talking to myself. But I'm alone watching this, and as soon as that X-Wing showed up, I involuntarily just threw my hands in the air and smiled (laughs) from ear to ear, like, this is Luke. And just, they didn't come down until the head, the the hood came back. Like... (laughs) It was one of those types of moments. Yeah, I can feel that. For me, it was just like awesome. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't have like any reactions like that. I'm very, I guess, reserved <laughs> in that way. But I, like I said, as soon as you see, you, you know, you're wondering because you know at that point somebody's showing up to help. You know, what I mean, they're screwed. Their only way out of it is the Jedi that Grogu called. Who's it going to be? And then you see the X-Wing, and you're like, yep, that makes sense. And it is kind of fun, because Grogu made the call three episodes earlier, so you almost forget about it by the time that comes up. So that's True. that's a fun just storytelling thing. Like, we're going we're gonna to set this up, we're going to distract you with other things and do the magic trick, we're going to wave our hands in front of you, and the trick is happening behind you. Like, that. that's cool. I like storytelling decisions like that. Those dark troopers were pounding on that door for what seemed like forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a strong door. Oh, it's such a strong door. I'm like, oh, what is going on? I mean, what are we waiting Obi-Wan for? We were trying to cut through a blast door with lightsabers and they couldn't make it through. You know, they had to, they, they were almost through, but. Doors in the Star Wars out. universe are built a lot better than stormtrooper armor. Everything is. <laughs> fair, fair point. And Gideon's um, face, whenever he realized what was happening, was just oh, amazing. Yes. He was yeah. so like smarmy, and then all of a sudden he's like, mm, this is not good. <laughs> all right, so we're going to spin from just this discussion, and this probably classified as one of them, but are there any other like famous or fa- uh, favorite moments from this season that you want to touch on that maybe we haven't? I mean, Luke, I think, is one of the obvious ones. I think we can all get behind that moment. We've all talked about it enough already. It's, it's fucking awesome. Um, but anything else specifically throughout the season that that stood out to you that you want to just call back to right now? I like the um, the ice cave moment when the two With all those fucking X- spiders. Yeah, well, <laughs> the the two X wing uh, pilots sort of help him out of that ordeal okay. with yeah, the yeah. gigantic spiders. I didn't expect it, and I, I don't know. I was pretty pretty geeked about that. What was that episode two? Mm-hmm. Two. That was the other one that Peyton Reed directed. Okay. Peyton Reed directed the fun the finale also. So Peyton Reed's getting some work. <laughs> uh, Mike, anything else you want to touch on? Um, 
I guess two things. Uh, first, just being we find out the child's name and Ahsoka's kind of connection to Grogu and the interaction between the two of them was really well done. And I guess, you know, just the Mandalorian acknowledging like Django's foundling of Mandalore origins and saying, okay, well, I guess this armor does belong to you. Yeah. Um, that was a good moment for me as well. All right. Uh, Paula, anything? I mean, I got my own episode to talk about Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel complete. I, I think the whole series was amazing. It was. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I feel like I'm at the point where I could like, there's, there was something to love in every one of the episodes this Absolutely. season. I thought, you know, seeing Boba Fett's armor return and we get the introduction of Cobb Vanth and the fight with the Krayt Dragon in the first one. That's fucking cool. The, uh, the, the second episode, I, as much as I hate spiders, uh, that was, that whole thing was cool. The, I, there was a lot of stuff in this season and maybe I think we've got it more than the first season, but like the, the ship battles, like there's a, yeah between the Razor Crest outrunning the X-Wings on that ice planet and then hiding in the cave. That, that whole sequence was fucking awesome. Um, getting the, the episode after that, when he has to land at the, the planet where he finds Bo-Katan and stuff like just entering the atmosphere with the ship. That whole sequence was fucking cool. Um, the, the, the siege episode when Cardoon and, and, um, grief and Mando raid the Imperial facility being chased by the TIE fighters. And then the razor crest newly fixed swoops in to save the day. Some of those shots of like him coming up and spinning around, cutting the engines and then boosting back down to fight the other TIE fighter. That sequence was fucking cool. Like, yeah, which was all directed by Carl Weathers. He yes. That was episode. Yeah, such yeah. a good episode. So much Carl Weathers in that episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it. Paula said, I think, I think at least Paula and I talked enough about Ahsoka when we talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago, but that episode is still one of my favorites. I think, I think that even just again, visually with Ahsoka's lightsabers in that dusty, foggy, mm -hmm. muggy mm -hmm. place just looked fucking cool. Yeah, definitely. Live action lightsaber battles. Yes, please. And I think if, you know, at this point with the Ahsoka series happening, we didn't get any type of announcements as far as who's involved with the production. But if Dave Filoni is not the showrunner of that show, I will be very disappointed. I doubt he'll let that fly without him being in charge. I'm I'm hoping that Ahsoka is, yes. is his creation, his baby. I mean, he has two entire series where she's one of the focal points in Rebels and the focal point of Clone Wars. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's given that away. Um, picking one episode out of this season, which one's your favorite? Five. Five. That was the Ahsoka one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Andy? Uh, hmm. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah. It's, fi it's five for Andy. We'll just... We'll... <laughs> See, he there doesn't have go. as much ties to Ahsoka as the rest of us do. <laughs> Um, there. I don't think there's a low point in this entire season, but if I had to pick, I think the finale was my favorite. As much as I love Ahsoka, uh, yeah, the finale. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I think I might actually have to echo Andy on this one. I think Ahsoka is like just a hair under the finale. And I think only because Luke Skywalker is my boy. Like I, I love Luke. He is by far my favorite character in star Wars. So even just getting that cameo from him, I, and I think just that season building to that finale, I think just carry that finale just carries much more weight for me in the way sure. that everything sets up for that. Um, and just the way it ended, like that leaves a lot of questions for what's going to happen for season three. And again, you know, the talk that I had before of wanting to change the status quo for the episode and give us some sort of story twist that's going to send this in an unpredictable direction. And from here, I don't know where they're going to go. So to me, that's exciting from a storytelling standpoint that I don't I don't know where this is going to go. Um, Just to end, less about Mandalorian, sort of more just for the Star Wars series we're getting in general. Uh, I guess, what series are you more looking forward to out of what we're coming? So out of like the, the Disney Plus stuff. So we, we know we're getting season three of Mando. Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, Acolyte. We're getting some sort of Lando series, Ando, or Andor, and Obi-Wan. Out of that repertoire, out of that those options, what are you most looking forward to? Well, I think... Yes. Ah- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ahsoka, obviously, but... That's in its category. I think she's in a category all of her own. But I, <laughs> my God, I've been waiting for the Obi-Wan series for forever. Yeah. I mean, before Ahsoka, I mean, Obi-Wan was my favorite character. So I would love more of his his story. You know, what is he thinking? You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be an adventure. But what is, what's up with Obi-Wan? What's up <laughs> with him? The world wants to know. Colin Miller wants like, to know. There's there's definitely a story to be told, and I want to see what that story is because there's a time period there when you think you know what Obi Wan's doing, but I think they're gonna they're not gonna do what we expect them to do, which is exciting to me. I mean, if it's what we think Obi Wan was doing, it's sitting in a cave and occasionally like peeping on Luke, right. like that's what we know of what he was doing during that time, really, except for like that one moment that I'm not going to earmuff Andy for. I'll just say it happened. Yeah. In that Rebels. Was that was for me already, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, other than that moment, um, that's the only thing we know that happened during that time. That's so. fair, because I was, you know, when they announced the Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, when it was supposed to be a spin-off movie at the time, I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to be the, the final culmination of a fight between Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. I'm like, this is what this movie is going to be. And then they did it in Rebels. And I was like, well, now I don't know what that movie is going to be because (laughs) we got that in the animated series. So now what? Because like Mike said, I'm expecting him just sitting on a stone somewhere in in the desert of Tatooine, (laughs) just hanging out. Like He's not supposed to be doing anything else. What's more boring than being a moisture farmer? Watching a moisture farmer. So, I mean, the fact that they have announced Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader, I think there's something there. So yeah. so there's something going on with Obi-Wan and Vader that is unresolved that they are going to do in this show. And to me, that's exciting. I don't know, because I don't know what that is. The only, the only thought I had was that, and I can't remember if we talked about it on air when we were talking about the series or not, but my thought is that, at least for me, from an interesting story standpoint, is that maybe we can assume Obi-Wan does not know Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. That's a fun reveal 
to give Obi-Wan for that series. Coming to terms with the fact that his apprentice is the, one of the most feared Sith in the galaxy. I feel like I'll lose some respect for Obi-Wan if he's not aware though. I mean, think about where we left him from Obi-Wan's perspective. He left Anakin to burn alive next to lava. Right. (laughs) As far as Obi-Wan's concerned, Anakin Skywalker is dead to rights. There is no reason I, he should survive that. I mean, Ahsoka I had her own reveal. That. She had her but, own like coming to moment with, you know, figuring out who Vader was. So the galaxy at large, Anakin Skywalker died in the Clone Wars. Darth Vader came out of nowhere. There's no correlation I, that they're the same person. I hear what you're saying, but there's this new Sith Lord just so happened to be around, at the, you know, come about at the same time as this other person that I knew that was an extremely powerful person that turned to the Sith. That I happened to leave badly mauled and left to die somewhere. And this guy's uh, basically just as powerful and he's on breathing equipment. Hmm. I don't know. Like, to me, I I feel like it's... If that's not the most blatantly obvious thing to somebody like Obi-Wan... Well, if you think about it, too, from He's supposed to be one of, like, even, the most even, powerful and smartest Jedis ever. Even if... Obi-Wan try, can connect the dots. If I were him, I wouldn't want that to be true, which means even if the signs sure. are there, it's the most obvious thing in the world, he's not going to believe it. He would go out of his way to disprove it. Correct. Which means, again, that would be a fun reveal for this episode, him coming to terms. The thing that I've been avoiding, that I don't want to think is true, is confirmed to be true. How do I deal with that? Sure. I I mean I'm looking forward to the series. Um I think it's still number 1 for me because we're getting more Obi-Wan, we're getting more Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Yes. Yeah. Um you know, if anybody else was cast as Obi-Wan, I'd have been kind of like, "Eh, well, whatever." You know, like, "Okay, cool." But I wouldn't be as hyped about it. Getting Ewan McGregor back, um I mean that man carried the prequels. Agreed. And yeah. I cannot wait to see more of what he's got. I still am sad that they fumbled the reveal um, at Celebration. Um, and they just didn't have him, like, pop out and say hello there. <laughs> they didn't do it. And it was it's right it's right there. I would have yeah. paid an right extra there. $50 for that. <laughs> like, but yeah, that would be my number one. Um, actually, at this point, even above Ahsoka, I love Ahsoka, but we've been waiting longer for an Obi-Wan series, and I think if it was maybe like a Rebel Season 5 or something like that with Ahsoka, maybe I'd be more... Yeah. You know, if we knew more details about both, that could go either way. Right. Okay. So. They will uh, not Andy? let us down. They won't let us down. <laughs> Uh, I guess you're up. Out of those options, what are you? Uh, I would have to to say, as much as I am excited, I'm excited about all of it. Let's be honest. But (laughs) the one I am most excited for, because I feel like it can sort of uh, color outside of the lines a little bit, is the acolyte. Okay. I think it might help stretch the mold, or or sort of like break the mold of what what Star Wars is and has been. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I think Obi-Wan is up there for me. Again, sort of, you know, echoing what everybody has said, all of these series are going to be awesome. I'm going to watch them all. 
um, yep. top tier for me. And just more based on the fucking rant that I went on earlier, but Acolyte, I think, is the one I'm I'm most looking forward to. Because just like Andy said, I'm looking for something to turn Star Wars on its head, give us something different that we're not expecting that is really going to blow my mind, and not just because of the cameos that it has in it. Give me just so, brand new Star Wars shit that's going to be amazing. Can I give you one of my big fears for the Acolyte and the High Republic stuff? Um, Is that it's not far enough back. So we're still going to get connections to what we know. Well, Yoda can still be there. Yoda's alive at that time. and Yoda, I'm presumably... pretty sure, is in the production art and stuff, character designs for okay. High Republic. Well, then... I think you're still I getting that look, major but I'm tie. Positive, in I've there. seen that. Well, that. well, I was just mean like you're still getting that huge tie-in with Yoda, and then by extension, perhaps more of an exploration into his species after we learn more about it from whatever happens in Mandalorian. True. Just putting it out there as a possibility. I don't want you disappointed that that yeah, one. Well, does yeah, it too I mean, I guess the there's. Comes. It, as much as I want, like no, t- like completely something new. As far as like stuff to tie in i think that's low on the totem pole is like yes we'll get yoda maybe some backstory for yoda but i don't think that's anything that's gonna take the focus out of i the way i'm interpreting it again this is without reading any of the novels just looking at like character designs that they put up about this era is that i almost feel like yoda is a supporting character that they want us to focus on this new batch of characters other than yoda so yes yoda might be there he'll show up but i don't think he's the focus of what they're doing which I'm cool I with. I hope you're correct. I, I hope so, too. I could have this wrong, but that's the way I'm sort of looking at it. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to see over the next couple of years. There's a lot of shit to look forward to. Um, and I'm sure between now and then we will speculate about a whole shit ton of it, you know, between now and then. It's just never going to end. More Star Wars for everyone. Uh, final thoughts, everybody. That's all I got. This is the way. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, if this is the way to the episode, this is the way to support us. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. Make sure you follow and subscribe to keep up with the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, hopefully anywhere you find a podcast. You can find us. Uh, search us out on Facebook, Guy and his super friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, try to send us an email, brightguysuperfriends at gmail.com. It works. I can check it, but I probably won't. You can try anyway. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BG Superfriends. That I will see. We'll be able to talk to you there. Uh, and you can also feel free to follow me on Twitch at Jedi Guy whenever we decide to do another live episode of the show or if I'm streaming at some point, that's where you can find me and hang out with us there. Um, the date we're recording this is actually the 22nd of December. So to all of my guests here, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. You too. Uh, To everybody listening, uh, by the time this goes up, it's going to be after Christmas. So I hope you had a fantastic Christmas. It's over now, but I hope it was great. Uh, And to all of you, I guess I hope you have a safe and happy new year as we give 2020 a big middle finger on the way out. (laughs) We'll regroup for 2021 and uh, see what's going on. So on behalf of Paula, Andy, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.